cannot do this alone. God has to climb in the trenches with us because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, God. We know that we are in a spiritual warfare and we cannot fight this enemy alone without God. Amen. Thank God for another Sunday. Thank God for being who he is. We magnify you. We give you the glory and the honor because you have been given all power when you died on the cross for our sins. All power was given unto you. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for giving Christ all power. And not only that, that you gave your only begotten Son to die for our sins, God. And you will always be our chief cornerstone, the cornerstone that was rejected, God. You are the rejected chief cornerstone. And we thank you and we magnify you and we forever will give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, God, amen. Today we want to talk about all things are working on your behalf. Romans, the eighth chapter, God. In Jesus' name, let this message go forth with power in your spirit. Let it saturate our souls and separate us from the enemy that we may grow thereby and let revelation knowledge take place in this message to illuminate your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 8 chapter starting at the 24th verse. And of course, the text will be Romans 8 verse 28. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doeth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with the with patience, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we are. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered or which cannot be explained. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to the will of God. And we know that all things 
work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. This is our text. 29th verse, for whom he had, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate. Predestinate. Them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What shall we then say to these things? 31st verse. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Thank God for the reading of his word because his word is to edify our souls. Knowledge is acquaintance with facts or truth to know him. In other words, and we know, 28 verse, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. And we know that all things we acknowledge. We have become acquainted with facts or truth, which is God's word. To know him, Isaiah the 50th chapter Start at the seventh verse. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and know that I shall not be ashamed. The reason why I know I should not be ashamed, because I know who God is, and I am not ashamed. John the fourth chapter, starting at the 41st verse. And many more believed because of his own word and said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves. And know, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the anointed, the Savior of the world. Let me read John, the fourth chapter, and 41 again. 41 and 42. And many more believe because of his own word. And we know that, and we know that, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose, and many more believe because of his own word. And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves. And note that this is indeed the Christ, the anointed, the Savior of the world. 
2 Timothy, the second chapter, 2 Timothy, first chapter, starting at the 12th verse. We are knowing or getting to know God or know God. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What day? Whatever day the enemy tries to attack you against that day. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know and we know that all things, for I know and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. In other words, I have committed unto him against that day. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I know that I believe that there is a Christ. I believe that he is the anointed. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Knowing I am I am acquainted with facts or truth that he is the Messiah. To know him, to know him, to know him. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Why? Because I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We believe and we know. I believe and I know. All things are working on my behalf. I believe that and I know that. Why? Because the word of God says that. The Bible says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn. In other words, get to know of me. Learn of me, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Learn. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me.
for I am meek and lowly in heart. And we know that. And we know that. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. And the enemy wants to deter us from his purpose. The enemy wants to alter our life and take us away from God's purpose. And that's the job of the enemy. He wants to destroy. He wants to he wants to destroy. He wants to kill. And he wants us to be separated from God. But we know, we know, we know. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know, we know, I know, whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And we know that. We know that. All things are working on our behalf. Thank God for his word. John, the fourth chapter. I would like to read that again. In the Amplified Bible. I want to read John. The fourth chapter. Amen. John, the fourth chapter. John, the fourth chapter, starting at the forty first verse. In the Amplified Bible. Bear with me. Thank God. God is good. God is great. God is the Messiah. And in the Amplified. Starting at the 41st verse. And many more believe. Because of his own word. And said unto the woman. Now we believe. Not because of thy saying. For we have heard him ourselves. And know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. The tree. Yes, the Amplified. There it is, right there. Many more believe in him with a deep abiding trust because of his word, his personal message to them and they told the woman we no longer believe just because of what you said for now we have heard him for ourselves and know with confident assurance that this one is
is truly the savior of all the world. We know this now because we also heard. We no longer believe just because of what you said. For now, we have heard him for ourselves. And know. Now, we know. Now, I know with confidence assurance that this one is truly the savior of all the world. Not some parts of the world, but all the world. Father, we thank you for giving us a mind to know you. And we magnify you because of that, God. Because we are the call according to your purpose. All things are working on our behalf. Why? Because we are the called according to your purpose. Isaiah 50. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my faith, face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. Thank God I shall not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because it is power unto salvation. And we thank you for that, God. Although people wants to be against you, but if God is for us, who can be against us? Romans, the first chapter, starting at the 16th verse. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the anointed. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now, if you read in the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, when Peter was on the housetop, there's no more circumcision or uncircumcision all souls are Christ even in the book of Ezekiel when it said all souls are mine so that sinner shall die now Peter didn't understand what God was showing him in the vision until he got to the house of the uncircumcision the three men came to the gate Cornelius sent them there to come bring Peter to preach to their people. And Peter, in the vision, told God that he should not eat the things that are unclean. And God responded to him and said that what I have cleansed, you cannot say that it is unclean. In other words, we was talking about, he was talking about the souls of men. He wasn't talking about actual food. It was a metaphor of the revelation that Peter had to understand. And Peter didn't understand it on his way to the house until he got on the inside of the house to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And this is what Paul is saying. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is 
the power of God unto salvation to everyone, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, the Jew, God's chosen people, Israel, Jacob, the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, Jacob name was changed when God became real in his life. I asked a question about that situation about Jacob name being changed to Israel and I asked God why was Israel your chosen people? And he responded and told me to say Israel. Then he also told me to say that God is real. Now, the man asked Jacob, what was thou name? And Jacob said, my name is Jacob. And the man responded and said, no, your name is no longer Jacob, but your name is Israel. And God became real in Israel's life when he changed his name from Jacob to Israel because God is real. That is a shock match within itself because we are the part of Israel. And not only that we are the part of Israel, we know that God is real. Romans 1 and 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Acts 10, 9, if you want to read about when Peter was on the housetop, it starts at the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, in the ninth verse down through the 28th verse when the men came and begged for him because Cornelius sent them there to bring Peter to the house to preach Christ. Now, here are some things that happens as being a saint. You're afflicted and you're in and you are tearing or you're anticipating a change. You have been afflicted. You are anticipating a change. In other words, you are believing God for a change. And you know that he can change situations in your life. You are afflicted. You are afflicted, but you are anticipating or tearing a change. Second Corinthians the fourth chapter, starting at the 15th verse, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound, rebound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Why? Because 
we are in the spirit. We are an everlasting being in the spirit, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but a but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In other words, the fellowship in Christ's suffering. First Peter, the fourth chapter, starting at the tenth verse. As every man had received the gift, even so ministered the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, the anointed, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Face first Peter, fourth chapter, tenth through the twelfth verse. Read that, let it get in your spirit. The twelfth verse reads, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. As though some strange thing happened unto you. As though. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. In other words, think it not strange because we are going to be tested or going to be tried but we don't have to think that it is strange why because the enemy walks to and fro up and down the earth seeking in other words he is salivating like a dog that salivates for his food that's how the enemy is when he's walking to and fro. He is salivating to destroy God's people. He is salivating to kill. He is salivating to destroy. But God is there to protect us from the devourer. So, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Think it not strange. And that's first first Peter four and twelve. Ephesians the fourth chapter, starting at the first verse, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering forbearing one another in love. In other words, bearing one another burdens, encouraging one another. I know you're going through, but God is able, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. In the bond of peace. 
that is our bond. Peace is our bond. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. What was your bond? Peace is my bond. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Fourth verse, Ephesians 4 in the fourth verse. There is one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. Fifth verse, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. So read Ephesians, the fourth chapter, one through five. Amen. First Peter, the fifth chapter. God, we thank you for your word. We magnify you. We thank you for letting us know that all things are working on our behalf. But we just need to tarry and we need to know who you are in all things. First Peter, the fifth chapter, starting in the tenth verse. But the God of grace, but the God of all grace, but the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, the anointed, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. Let's read that. 1 Peter 5 and 10 again because we need to know who Christ the anointed is. But the God of all grace who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Now listen. But the God of all grace who have called us unto his eternal glory by his son, Christ Jesus, the anointed. After that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, established, strengthened, settle you. In other words, when David said he took my feet out of the muck of mire, and he planted my feet, and he established my goings. What he did, he, uh, he planted. In other words, he gave David salvation. And not only that he gave him salvation, he gave him strength. And not only that he gave him strength, David was established. And he settled. God settled him. If you read what David was saying, David was letting... God know that he established his goings. It wasn't about him, but it was about God establishing him. Not only that he established him, he first gave him salvation. And not only that he gave him salvation, he gave him strength. And salvation and strength begat the establishment. In other words, David was established after 
he got the salvation and strength. Now he is settled. He is settled. We need to know that all things are working on our behalf. Why? Because we know that all things. Not only that we know that, and many more believe because of his own word and said unto the woman. Now we believe, not because of thy sin, not because of what you said, for we have heard him ourselves. In other words, study to show thyself approved. A workman needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Thank God for the word of truth. Thank God for facts and truth. Thank God that we are acquainted with the facts, which is God's word, and the truth, which is God's word. To know him, we need to know him. And the only way we can know him is through his word. Why? Because all things are working on our behalf. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for being who you are. And we thank you, God, for giving your only begotten son that we may not perish but have everlasting life. And we need to know the fellowship in Christ's suffering. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. In other words, don't hold on to it. Share it with others. You have some men that the employer left them with talents. You got one that buried his talent. He didn't want to share it or he didn't want to invest his talent, so he buried his talent. And his talent did not grow, increase. The only way we can have increase, we have to share what we have. Share to God's people that we may also increase and bless God's people with information. What's information? His word is information. The word of God is information. You have the word that fell on stony places. You have the word that fell on good ground. The devil wants to steal the word of God from you. But the Bible says, greater is he that is in the world than he Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And we must know who God is. And I want to read Romans, the eighth chapter, in the Amplified, 
28 verse. Romans 8, 28. And we know with great confidence. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Let this get in your spirit. Romans the 8th chapter in the Amplified, the 28th verse, and we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for God, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. Father, let this be according to your plan and purpose and we magnify you for that, God, because your word is singing in simple form, form and we know with great confidence that God, that God who is deeply not only concerned, but he is deeply concerned about us. Deeply concerned about us. Causing all things to work together as a plan. Thank God that he's working together as a plan for good. For those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. God, let your plan manifest in our lives. Let your purpose continue to go forth in Jesus' name. And we thank you for we are the salt of the earth. And if we leave, lose the salt or our Savior, then we lose our purpose. God, help us to stay within our purpose. Help us to stay within your plan and help us to stay within your purpose, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. And we know that. So be it. We know that. Not only that we know that, we believe because of his own word. And said unto the woman, now we believe. And many more believe because of his own word. And said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, not because of thy testimony, not because of what you have witnessed, for we have heard him, and we are, and for we have heard him, or witnessed, or know him ourselves and know that he is indeed the Christ the anointed
Jesus, we give you all the glory and honor and we magnify you and we forever will give you all of the praise that you're deserving and that you are the chief cornerstone of our lives. You are the one and the only one that can keep us safe because we are in a spiritual warfare. We are in a spiritual warfare. And we need to know who you are. We need to know. We need to know who you are. Amen. Thank God. Amen. God is good.
Hallelujah. Oh, my God. 
Amen. All things are working together.
the purpose of God's grace and mercy. The purpose of God's grace and mercy. And our lesson text will be John, the 10th chapter, starting at the 10th verse. But we're going to read Revelation 12 and 9 through 10, Psalms 40 and 2, Genesis, the 6th chapter, starting at the 4th verse through the 8th verse, and John 3, 16. All of these will be the purpose of God's grace. Revelation 12 chapter. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this message. And we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for sending your only begotten Son that we may live and not die. An everlasting life, God, because the Spirit is forever. Flesh will decay and will not remain because it's not built for everlasting life. But the spirit man, the inward parts of the man is everlasting. Why? Because God has built us in his own image. His spirit is forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my spirit and his word, the word and his spirit will not pass away. Why? Because they one of the same. Revelations, the 12th chapter, starting at the ninth verse, God, we thank you. And we magnify you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we must recognize that. And you also are the chief cornerstone. You had the last say, the last say. You have the last say. They cast lots. But you had the last thing. See, in other words, the disposing of the Lord is the last say. And we thank God for that. <clears throat> we magnify you for that. And we thank you above all things for your son and for grace and mercy. Revelations, the 12th chapter starting at the ninth verse, and the great dragon was thrown down, the age-old serpent who is called the devil, and Satan, he who continually deceives and seduces the entire inhabited world. He was thrown down to the earth. This is the uh, Amplified Bible. And his angels were thrown down with him. Then I heard a voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power 
of the kingdom, dominion, reign of our God, and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He was accused them, he who accused them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom, dominion reign of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day by day. The purpose of God's grace and mercy is because of the devil, is it because of Satan, it is because the accuser of the believing, of the brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night has caused the living God to have grace and mercy upon his people. Amen. Genesis, I want to talk about Noah. Genesis, the sixth chapter, starting at the fourth verse. But I want to do read the, uh, the uh, King James Version of Revelation 12 and 9 first. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the world. He was cast out into the, out, into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Salvation and strength has come. Now, the purpose of God's grace and mercy is when the devil was cast out of heaven and deceived Eve first. And Eve deceived her husband, Adam, on the eating of the forbidden fruit. Genesis, the sixth chapter, starting at the fourth verse, there were giants in the earth in those days. And after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters, in other words, they had sexual intercourse to the daughters of men. And they bear children to them. 
the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at the face. And it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom have created, whom whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things, and creeping things and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But Noah, which is the first beginning of grace, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace. Now God was so upset of with humanity, not only he, he was so upset with humanity, he wanted to destroy the beast also. Everything he wanted to destroy, man and beast. But he found grace in the eyes of Noah. Noah and his family in two parts of the beasts and the fowls of the air, the fish in the sea, two parts, male and female. And Noah's family were the only ones saved because God found grace. Because Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There were giants in the earth in those days. Fourth verse of Genesis. After that, and after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty. The same became mighty men which were old of, of old men of renown, old men with wisdom. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. There was no good thing dwelling in the hearts of men. So, God decided to destroy or to start over or to get rid of the evil, not only the evil of men, but also the beast of the field, the fowls of the air. He decided to destroy everything. But there 
was a grace and mercy that took place and took hold of God pertaining to his son, Jesus. Now, there is a metaphor with Abraham and Isaac. God asked Abraham to offer up Isaac as a sacrifice. That's a metaphor for John 3.16. Now, uh, Abraham was ready to strike his son and sacrifice him, but the angel of the Lord told him, stop, because there is a ram in the thicket, and your faith fail you not. Your love for God did not fail. But there is a ram in the thicket. You can use that ram to sacrifice unto God. And Abraham was appreciative of God saving his son from the sacrifice. Now we want to go to John, the third chapter. I know we all know this scripture because this is the famous scripture that preachers and missionaries give to the sinner. John, the third chapter, in the sixth verse. And this is the purpose of God's grace and mercy. God's grace and mercy. For God is love. God, for God, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the purpose of God's grace and mercy is because of the enemy because of the devil when he got cast out of heaven. Now we are going to know not when but we know that God will destroy the devil in his works and he will cast in him and his angels or demons, whatever you want to call them, into the lake of fire. And there will be no more devil. And he knows that he has a short time. And that's why he is trying to do his best to destroy humanity. But the purpose of God's and grace, the purpose of God's grace and mercy is to stop him from destroying humanity. The ones that believe that Christ is the Messiah and the ones that believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that we, that whosoever believeth, that key word, whosoever believeth, will fall under grace and mercy. 
whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, shall fall under grace and mercy, but have everlasting life. Mercy and grace are evident in the salvation that is available through Jesus Christ, the anointed, the Messiah. We deserve judgment, but in Christ we receive mercy from God and are delivered from judgment. In Christ, the Almighty, the Messiah, the Anointed One, we receive eternal salvation, forgiveness of sins, and abundant life. Amen. And this is our key verse in this message. John 10 and 10. And I want to read the John 3.16 in the Amplified to open up a better understanding to some people that's not familiar with the scripture. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his own gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as a savior shall not perish but have eternal life. And if you want to read 17, for God did not send the son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that he but that the world might be saved through him. So he didn't come to judge he come or condemn, he come to save through Christ, through him. John 10 and 10, in the King James Version, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And abundantly means to have a prolific life, to live in the prolific. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. In other words, it's going to be under God's grace and mercy that we have life and that we might have it more abundantly. In other words, that we may live a prolific life under grace and mercy. Grace is a manifestation of favor. Mercy is compassionate or kindly forbearance shown towards an offender. Psalms 37, starting at the 23rd verse, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth, delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he is grace. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. In other words, the grace of God upholds him in his hand, though he fall. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Psalms 37, 23, and 24. 
for the Lord upholded him in upholded him with his hand. Now here's the thing. Grace and mercy is here because of the enemy. Grace and mercy is here to not only be there because of the enemy, but also to protect us from the enemy. We need protection. Grace and mercy is that purpose that they're here. Amen. Thank God for grace and mercy. You can say that you want, you don't want grace and mercy or you don't need grace and mercy. We all that are living upon this earth needs, and I repeat, needs grace and mercy. Now, John, the 10th chapter, in the 10th verse, in the Amplified says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Let me read that scripture again in the Amplified Bible. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is a prolific lifestyle. You can and will live in the prolific to the full, to the full, to the full, to the full, till it overflows. Then if you want to read the 11th verse, I am the good shepherd, the gift shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep. Thank God for the good shepherd. Amen. The apostle Paul had a situation in his life and he prayed three times for this situation to leave him because it was sending blows. It was beating upon his spirit. It was sending blows. And the apostle wanted God to relieve him from those blows. Second Corinthians, the 12th chapter, starting at the 6th verse. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man shall think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth me, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. The revelation knowledge that God has given me, the revelation knowledge that God gives, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For in other words, I am human. I am still human. And Satan knows that. 
I am human, but he cannot, Satan cannot overthrow the spirit of God. Unless I should be exalted above measure, above measure through the abundance of the revelation, the revelations, which is revelation knowledge, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure for this thing, I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. In other words, the anointing of God will allow you to go, go through certain things. Why? Because as a human, you cannot handle what the devil dishes out to us. That's why we need the Spirit of God to give us strength. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So the Spirit of God is telling Paul, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in, a, in my infirmities that the power of Christ, the anointed, may rest upon me. If you have the Spirit of God, no worries. The Spirit of God, the anointing of God, the Messiah that is a part of your life, no worries. Because why? My strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, the devil is a nagger. He annoys. He's continually trying to disrupt or cause negative things to come into your life as a nagger to annoy by persisting, fault-finding, complaints or demands to keep in a state of trouble, awareness of anxiety as a recurrent pain or problem. A recurrent pain or problem to find fault or complain in an irritating, worsome, or relentless manner to cause pain, discomfort, distress, depression, buffet to strike against or push repeatedly. In other words, trying to force you into other areas that is not a part of God. But we must keep moving forward in Christ, the anointed, because this is the only way to survive the enemy's attacks by God's grace and mercy. Through his son, the Christ, the anointed, the Messiah, the Holy One of God. You cannot look for approval of man because they need grace and mercy too. They account, they are accounted for as we are account for it. For if we do not have grace and mercy in our lives, there is no way without Christ, the anointed, the Holy One, in the lives by grace and mercy. 
We need grace and mercy. And that is the real purpose. That grace and mercy is here because of the devil. Because of the enemy. If the enemy wasn't here, imagine heaven before Lucifer decided he wanted to overtake heaven. Before that, there wasn't any grace and mercy. And then when Lucifer decided he wanted to overthrow heaven, if he knew the future, he would have never tried that anyway. But he wanted to overthrow heaven. And heaven cast him out. And Lucifer took his tail, the dragon, took his tail and gathered third of the angels from his tail and he was being cast out of heaven. If you read Revelations and the great dragon was cast out, Revelation 12 and 9, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a voice I heard, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. You see that? As soon as the devil was cast out of heaven with his angels, listen to what the voice said. The voice that was saying, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, the anointed, the Messiah, the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the God of all gods. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Day and night. That is the purpose of grace and mercy because the enemy was cast out of heaven and he took a third of the angels with him. Thank God for grace and mercy because if that hadn't came now or as soon as the enemy was cast out of heaven, who knows what would happen. But we first have to be believers of Christ to receive grace and mercy. That is the only way that we can have grace and mercy by receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. Christ is the Lord and Savior. He is merciful. He will always be there Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for grace and mercy. We thank you for being who you are. We thank you for keeping the hand of the enemy out of our lives. 
and we believe that you are the author and the finisher of our faith and we know because your words say in Romans 8.28 we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and in our in our of the call in the are the call according to your purpose his purpose your purpose your purpose is here not only that your purpose is here but grace and mercy is a part of your purpose which we are the salt if we lose our salt we lose our purpose so we are continuing in purpose in Jesus name amen